0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Jane Wilkins-Michael Show on iHeartRadio Talk. I'm Jane. I'm coming to you live from New York City. I want to thank you so much for being with us. And now, as always, it is my pleasure to bring on my producer, Lori Houston, the woman who won the New York City Marathon. (laughs)
2: Wow. Okay. So that never happened. No. Well, actually, I won it. That's why. Right. Oh, right. (laughs)
0: You know, Lori, unfortunately, you can't cheat anymore. Um, You know, for anyone who wants the glory (laughs) without doing the work, years ago, one of the runners ruined it for all of us. She took the subway to the finish line, if you remember that. <laughs> you. And since then, there are cameras and markers and police, so can't, can't do it the way I was thinking of doing it. But you remember Linya Floyd, right? She's the health director of Family Circle Magazine. Yes. She was on the show, and she was talking about the marathon. And, you know, she did finish in a very impressive time, and we have to have her back on the show so we can compare notes.
2: <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, (laughs) I could,
0: okay, I can compare notes. Um, In other news, my little Lori, there is a new study by the WHO, which is the World Health Organization, that classified processed meats as carcinogenic and red meat as probably carcinogenic to humans. So I guess what they're saying is at least we have a chance if we eat steak. (laughs) <laughs> well, I don't know. It's all so confusing. But, you know, it does speak to the much bigger picture. We as a country with so much information available to us eat very poorly for the most part. And that's why there is so much obesity, And uh, for one, starting with children. And that is in a great part due to lack of activity uh, and, and what they eat, of course, and what they're given by their parents. And thankfully major food companies such as Campbell's Soup are listening and they now have some other healthy kid options. Not that all their options aren't healthy, but these are even healthier. Um, And the newest family of soups in the Campbell's portfolio are available this winter and they are Campbell's organic and they include farm-grown ingredients and no preservatives or genetically modified organisms, also known as GMOs. Uh, So that's all a good thing. Although I'll still be eating the Campbell's tomato soup, organic or not. Now, our show today, it focuses on nutrition as it's good nutrition month. Not that every month should not be that. And what better time to talk about ways to eat healthier and to teach your family, especially your kids and friends, how to make better choices for a more balanced lifestyle. And that includes exercise and a diet of whole real food. Um, After the break, we're going to meet Marcy Bateson. She is the uh, co-CEO and chairman of Ruby Rockets, the company that focuses on a better-for-you approach to snacking with really delicious snacks. But now, I am really delighted that our first guest could be with us. He is Steve Ettinger, and Steve has devoted his career to making sure that children eat right. And I met Steve recently at an event, the Little Critters event, right here in New York City at the Central Park Zoo. And we were supposed to bring our little critters, but, um, you know, Steve was going to give lessons to kids and parents, emphasizing the ways to practice healthy habits of of being the little critter. In other words, you know, to take tips from the star animals of the zoo. Um, but none of my little critters could make it because they were all working. So I brought the world's oldest little critter, and that would be my husband. <laughs> and he didn't exercise, Lori. He didn't want to get on the mats with the kids and exercise. He was such a party pooper. Um, But Steve is a nationally recognized kids nutrition and fitness expert. And he's the author of children's book. His first book, Wally Exercises, earned seven awards and encourages kids to break a sweat in the cutest way possible. And Steve travels around the country. He speaks to children, parents, and educators alike about the importance of quality exercise and health education. And here he is to inspire us all, kids and grownups alike, to be Healthy, happy, and active. Hi, Steve. That probably is the world's longest intro. Welcome to the show.
4: <laughs> I liked it. you for having me.
0: <laughs> you know, as I, as I mentioned earlier, it's Good Nutrition Month. And children's nutrition is a subject that has always interested me because that's where it all should begin. And I'm sure you agree with that. Do you not?
4: Yes, I do.
0: So, you know, kids are a hard sell. And, you know, when I wrote my first book about athletes nutrition, I went to the school and gave a long talk on nutrition to the kids in my daughter's kindergarten class. And, uh, you know, I wanted to keep them from eating the fried bologna balls, right? And they looked at me and sort of wrapped attention. So I really thought I had connected and they would be, at least the children in that class, much healthier. And when I was done, one child raised her hand because she had a question. And she looked at me and said, Mrs. Michael... How many teeth do you have? So, so much for really connecting. But you do a lot better, <laughs> Steve Ettencher. <laughs> Steve I know you do. You have big, huge fans all over the country. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, were you active as a child and you realized how important that was as you got older health-wise?
4: Sure. Well, I've definitely been there with those type of questions before. Um, but, yeah, I was, I was a pretty active kid. I loved moving around. I loved playing sports. Soccer has always been my my big one and my favorite, and I I still play today. But it it shifted throughout my life. But I was always very active and realized what an important part of my life it was to to move around and and be physically active.
0: And what made you choose um, children? How long have you been working with with children in this area?
4: I've been working with children since I was a child myself, actually. But um, with specifically having to do with kids and fitness, I've been coaching in different uh, different areas, PE and soccer and all kinds of other sports for about 12 years now. And specifically with kids in fitness for the last five or six.
0: And are, do you have group classes? Or are they private lessons
4: or both? I do. I do a variety of things. I live, I live in New York City, so day-to-day I do mostly private and small groups with kids ranging from five, six years old through high school seniors. Um, sometimes I'll do special events and, and classes like that. and I, A lot of what I do is traveling around to schools all over the country and speaking to huge groups, so 500, 600 kids at a time, and doing workouts with them.
0: Right. Do they ask you how many teeth you have? <laughs> I was very dejected. I thought, wow, I'm really connecting with these kids. <laughs> they're, they're never going to eat anything bad for them ever again, right? Um, so I was, I mean, your event, the Little Critters event, Little Critters event, L apostrophe I-L Critters event uh, was was really fascinating because you made it interesting. You made fitness that day interesting and nutrition. And as I said a little earlier, you took uh, tips and, you know, he had asked us to take tips and inspiration from the star animals uh, in the zoo, right? And, and how they eat and, and how they run around. I mean, it was... And then you actually did exercise classes, an exercise class to replicate their their movements, which I thought was really fascinating. First, let's backtrack a bit. What is your relation with Little Critters? That That's a vitamin brand, no?
4: Yes. So I'm the family fitness expert for Little Critters. And kind of along what you were saying, along the lines of what you were saying with the routine is that um, I I thought the partnership was perfect just because my approach to exercise for kids always starts with creativity and fun, and Little Critters is is very similar in their approach that healthy habits should be enjoyable. So if you find ways to make things fun and exciting for kids, then they'll want to continue them regularly, and then hopefully into their adult lives as well.
0: So, yes, that's well said. I actually had a picture taken. You had a, a man in a bear costume, and I had my picture taken <laughs> with the with the bear, and I sent it around. My husband refused. I mean, go figure that one out. So I don't know. But so let's talk a little bit about how, you know, making exercise interesting for them. Now, let's say um, there were a couple of, the, you know, the bear, for example. I mean, how do they, how, what would you learn from that particular critter that could help us with our children, inspire them to eat better, exercise more. Or maybe sure. that's a bad so,
4: example
0: that maybe there's another animal you prefer to speak about.
4: No, the bear, the bear is where it all started. and um, he's, he's kind of the, the mascot of, of the brand. Um, we actually created a routine together, a workout that's intended to be 15 minutes for kids and can also be translated into a workout for adults all around you these different animals and so that's that's what you saw and your husband's welcome to come and, and do it with me another time if he wants to. Or you can watch the video if, if he's shy. Um, and he's not and shy, the... but he
0: will do it. I he will <laughs> definitely do it. Look for the world's oldest little critter to come do another okay. exercise with
4: you. Yeah, send him over. Um, yeah, but we um, so the the exercises that I came up with, we wanted it to be fun, so we took it and I looked at the different animals and the ways they were moving and then took kind of put together existing exercises in ways that I try and get kids to move. Um, my my big focus is on quality of movement over results and over trying to make them work as hard as possible. So we looked at things like the first movement in the workout is you're just warming up where like a bear, you're just kind of rolling up to, to stand and then you have your hands or your your paws if you imagine you're a bear reaching over your head and just stretching everything out but adding movement into it.
0: So, now, what are some other animals that we can learn from?
4: Sure, so the routine itself is six different animals it's a, a frog, a monkey, the bear which you mentioned, um, a sea lion, penguin, and snow leopard. So those are the six six animals and we actually have these really cool little flashcards that show the different exercises and um, all the, the the workout itself which um, which is awesome. They're really cute. So all the different animals, just in general, I think when you look at the way what exercise is turned into in a lot of things, it's not very organic anymore when you go to a lot of these boutique studios for adults. And I think the biggest thing when it comes to kids is getting them to move in a natural way. So looking at animals in the way that they're crawling or the way that they're jumping or balancing, or anything like that is just a really easy thing to take and, and translate over to kids where they not only enjoy it but it 's really good for them too.
0: yeah, I mean that's a great, great, great idea now, not all children may be inspired by this, especially as they get older, and I think the problem uh, again i 'm sure you'll agree in this country with so many um, you know computers and video games and cell phones and texting, and you have it. They don't move like they should. And a lot of schools are cutting back on their physical education programs for lack of funding, which I think is, is criminal almost because the kids are just encouraged then to do even less, right? And sit. So how would you, let's say a parent comes to you and said, how do I inspire my, my child to, to get moving? Do you teach by example? I mean, you obviously, but you know, a parent, but do you also, you know, what will get them to move? It's hard to get them away from that video game.
4: Sure. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the big question, and that's, that's the one I get most often. And it ranges depending on the kids and the families and things like that. But number one is, yes, is a good example is a huge thing. So in the same way, kids look towards their parents, and if their parents are engaged in, in healthy activities on a day-to-day basis, it's a lot easy to follow along with that. But the other thing is along the same lines as, as I was I mentioned before, we're really focusing on just making it making it fun and making it so the kids are excited to do the movement or exercise so then it becomes something that they're initiating on their own and they'll hopefully take these enjoyable activities and, and translate them farther down the line into lifelong habits
0: yeah cuz years ago i used to go bike you know you could you you can ride your bike you can do all the out, outdoor activities and today i mean it's everything is is mostly as i said it's inside sitting you know and and i think as you probably have have discovered over the years that the incidence of of diabetes and as i said earlier obesity is just rampant under in younger children and you usually find that the diet of the parent is sort of passes down to the diet of the, of the, of the child. So if they're sitting there eating a giant, you know, bag of Cheetos, then th- this child is rarely not going to eat it because they think that's the way to, that's fine. You know, they they see nothing wrong with that until they get older and they realize, hey, wait a minute, maybe I shouldn't have <clears throat> built up all those fat cells so early, so young. But So what do you recommend uh, for, you know, let's talk a little bit about nutrition if you're comfortable. I'm sure you get questions about that. To go along with working out and, and a fitness program, how do you keep their energy up and, you know, avoiding the, the, the sugars, as you probably will say, that are not that good for you, right? Too much sugar. And salt and and junk food. How do you, how do you start on that too? I'm sure those are questions you get from parents, right?
4: I do get that question a lot. Well, just as a a fitness is definitely my my area of expertise and nutrition is kind of I I definitely am involved in it and like to think that I know a lot about it, but isn't as much my area. Um, But when it comes when it comes to kids, I think the biggest thing that I they always recommend is just. and and it's kind of vague sounding, but just a healthy and balanced diet. So eating, eating real foods is often impossible. And then in the the same respect was why I was happy to partner with little critters is because even when you're trying your best to eat a a balanced diet, it's always good to have that, that thing to go along with it, which is something like a a vitamin, um, which I think are excellent just to cover all the bases. So it's, I know that it's not really specific in exactly what kids should eat, but those two things for me. No, yeah, but that's important.
0: Able- I mean, that's that's yeah. the, yeah, no. And, and, and if you don't get enough uh, of the right food, to your point, a vitamin will supply some of what we are missing.
4: Yeah, but the good, is, the good thing about something yeah. like a vitamin is that it it is along those same lines where the, the vitamins themselves are fun and they they taste good. And so you're hopefully taking that and turning it into something as part of their healthy routine that they want to continue doing on a day-to-day basis.
0: Yeah. Now, Steve, how do you inspire the parents to start getting fit? Because they come with the children and they when you when you yeah. advise the kids, I mean, the parents are probably just sitting there eating <laughs> whatever they're doing. They're not moving like they should either, right? So how do you get the whole family involved? Because again, it's a family, good health is a family effort, I believe.
4: Exactly. Well, I do work with some adults too. I, I think kids are more fun Um, So
3: that's
4: that's why I'm with them more often. I think, I mean, one of the biggest things that I think is a motivator for parents is when they realize how much their own habits and their own behaviors affect their children. So most parents, I think almost any parent I've ever met would do anything to help their child in any way possible. So I think when they realize that this is maybe not necessarily easy, but it's something that's within their reach to change their own habits, even if it's just a small shift, that that can affect the way their kids are feeling and the way their kids. I mean, exercise and health in general is not only just the physical health benefits, but the way exercise has been shown to help kids focus in school. It's shown to make them happier. It's shown to give them more self-confidence. So I think once they realize all of these positive things that come from it, it it's a big motivator all on its own.
0: Yeah, I mean actually well that was my next question how it, it it sort of trickles down to their performance in school, their sleep, I think it improves their sleep if they've yeah. had enough exercise. Um the kids today who don't, I mean they they just they have all that energy that they don't burn off. I mean it's very hard to burn it off on a computer game. <laughs> your fingers yeah. are very fit, but that's about it or or your hands. Um but, you know, now, of course, the, it's cold. We don't all live in, uh, you and I live in New York, but, you know, in Southern California, not all of us live there and it's cold here in the winter. Um, what do you kind of activities do you encourage when it gets
4: cold? Sure, that's that's actually another question I get a lot. Um, the good thing is, I, and I also live in New York City and I, I grew up in Southern California, so I see both. Oh, Irish. so you know both. And, <laughs> yeah, I know both really well. And in New York City, it definitely is more of a struggle because, In the wintertime, you're limited in how much time, if any, you can spend outdoors. But there's a lot of interesting things you can do inside. I think, um, again, just going back, there's things like the video of the the Little Critters workout that we came up with, which you can do indoors or outdoors, so so things like that, which are great. Or just yoga is always one of my favorites to recommend to, to kids into families because it's a calming thing it can be done with the whole family or even when it comes down to it it's not my favorite choice but there are games like Wii that have things built into them so you're kind of getting you know it's the the best of the video game world so at least they're excited to do it but they're moving around inside.
0: Yeah, you know, when I spoke of the videos, I didn't mean the kind that you actually work out and exercise to. I meant the videos that you just stay in one place and don't do anything. So yeah, the yeah. ones the ones you mentioned, you know, I maybe I misspoke and gave the wrong impression. The ones you mentioned, the ones you should be watching, including the little critters video, but not, you know, not the ones that don't require any activity whatsoever.
4: Right? Yeah, well, kids are always going to I think I think video games and TV and all that, I don't think it's going anywhere, so it it's one of those things that a matter of finding where the balance is or how we work around those things or how we find positive things like active video games or like the little critters work out to supplement the things that are having them sit down. So those, those are great options because at least it's on the scale of, I don't think it takes a lot of motivation to get a kid to shift within the same arena of playing video games or of watching a video. And hopefully, um, especially with the video, hopefully they watch it and they they enjoy it and they think it's fun, and so that that's motivating on its own.
0: Yeah, you know it's funny you mentioned yoga. When I had a, a child over, I have two a, a twin, four year old granddaughters, and um, they had a little friend over playing, and the the little friend was misbehaving, and she was she had little anger issues, and the mother came in and she said to the child, now practice your growling. So it fits in with the uh, the yoga and also the uh, the animals. <laughs> so I asked her what 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 is what is that? Why the growling? And she said, "Well, that can release some of the tension." So I thought that was interesting.
4: Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of things like that that are, uh, It's really cool when you see it working with kids, and it it works with adults too. Right? Adults are just a little more hesitant to engage <laughs> in that sort of activity, at least in public. Um, but it does it does make a difference and. Sometimes letting out those animal noises or, or the movement itself, moving like an animal or moving in general is just such a huge thing. And especially like in New York, I know the wintertime, if I'm not moving, I get grumpier than, than I do in, in the summer when I can be outdoors in the sun.
0: I know. I mean, that, that, that it's, it's more, more difficult and you want to be a little more complacent, but, um, for all, and I'm always amazed. And we talked about the marathon in the, in the, um, intro, but uh, the, the, the thousands of people who are fit, there's this huge swath of, of, uh, people, uh, in this country and, you know, in the world actually, who are just not fit at all and, and just don't exercise at all. They don't walk, they don't work out, they don't do anything. And I think if you do it enough, you get almost addicted to it, that like you have to do it, you really want to do it. And even if you walk, I mean, is that something you recommend, like family walks together on weekends?
4: Yeah, I, I'm a big fan of any type of movement. I know that not not everybody is into high-intensity exercise or not everybody's into weightlifting or yoga or whatever it is, I think. No matter what, that's one of my big messages for kids and parents too, is no matter what, you can find some type of movement you enjoy. So if it is doing animal movements or if it is doing yoga or if it is just going for a walk, just moving in general helps to find that momentum because if you're not working out at all, it's very difficult to get started. But once you get into something, just that little bit of momentum um, actually can turn into a lot more and, and can, if anything, just make you feel much better, which I think is something we're all looking for all the time.
0: For sure. Definitely. That, you know, I'm I'm into that, I should say. Yeah. Um, and by the way, I do growl as an adult. You ask my husband all the time. Yes. <laughs> I just, just stop short of clawing, but I do growl. Um, so let me ask you this, because I'm sure you get this question also, and parents who come to you and say, "Where do I begin?" I mean, let's let's if we can get some take home advice. If if a if a, a, a listener is listening and they have children, and they want to start them on a good healthy program, even they want to start. How do you take those first steps? What do, what are your what's your thought process? What do you do?
4: Sure. Um, well, it can depend on the age of the of the child, or also the parent themselves. I think the biggest thing is just exploring and and trying different things because if you take a a four-year-old and you put them in a 10-week, very sports-specific program, they might not like it at all and then you are wasting time and money and maybe even turning them off to certain types of activity. But I think the biggest thing is just exploring and doing it together. So if you go on a walk, if you ride a bike, if you watch a Little Critters video, workout video, if you go to a gymnastics session together, just testing and, and trying out different things. And if, if worst case scenario, you're spending a lot of great time with, with your child. Best case scenario, you find something that they really like to do and maybe that you really like to do too and that you kind of build from that.
0: I think when you start young, you do set good habits for t- that last a lifetime. I think, at least you have it ingrained in you. Not everyone follows. Sometimes you, you get lax as you get older, but I think you, you have it in you and you can, you know, you, you know, you feel better and you know, you look better. And I think as you get older, you, it, that's really, really important. So Steve, do you have any kind of final words to leave us with um, any of your advice that the most important advice that you give to parents other than, um, you just gave us a lot, but anything more, yeah. any words of wisdom from Steve Ettinger?
4: I think the biggest thing is just kind of like I mentioned before, just finding ways to make exercise and healthy habits enjoyable so they're sustainable and that's I think if you if you go from there and and you branch out, you usually end up in a good place
0: that's very very, very good advice and go to the zoo, everybody, and watch those animals. they're sort of natural and, right.
4: Yeah, and go to the zoo. That's, a, that's also a great piece of advice. And,
0: and go to the zoo. Those monkeys really swing around and, wow, <laughs> I was
4: very, very yeah. impressed. Yeah. <laughs> uh.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much for being with us. Tell everyone where we can find
4: you. Sure. Well, um, the, I'm on the Little Critters website and then also on my own website, which is com. So it's E-T-T-I-N-G-E-R.
0: And the Little Critters website is littlecritters.com? Yes. Terrific. Well, again... Thank you so much, and and you'll have one more shot at at my husband. I'm going to bring him to the zoo, meet me there, and we can. He might not want to exercise with the bear, but maybe we'll find another animal that he'd be more willing to work out with. Perfect.
4: Yeah, maybe maybe the snow leopard is is more up his
0: alley. <laughs> the snow leopard might be more up his alley, or
2: or the seal, something.
4: Yeah, whatever whatever he's whatever works, we'll, right? We'll make it yeah. work. Yeah.
0: So, well, thanks so much. Thanks again. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Everyone stay with us. When we continue with our nutrition talk, we'll be speaking with Marcy Bateson. She's the co-CEO and chairman of Ruby Rockets, the good for you snack company. Everyone, you are listening to the Jane Wilkins-Michael show on iHeartRadio Talk. Stay with us. We'll be back.
2: As listeners of our iHeartRadio talk show know, Jane Wilkins-Michael is one of the foremost experts on all things health, beauty, and fitness. Jane has just released her highly anticipated new book, long live you a step-by-step plan to look and feel better than before in it she shares a collection of advice tips and personal antidotes along with lifestyle suggestions from some of the world's top beauty health and fitness experts many of whom have been interviewed on this show are you hoping to make positive health decisions improve your emotional well-being establish a support system give something back to your community and the world Jane's new book will help you look years younger and also live a longer, healthier, happier, and more beautiful life. You can order Long Live You, your step-by-step plan to look and feel better than before at your local bookstore or at Amazon or barnesandnoble.com, where it's available for delivery or as an ebook. Or go to Jane's website, janewilkinsmichael.com. Now, back to the Jane Wilkins Michael Show.
1: Want to know where you can hear Jane Wilkins Michael's show better than before? Well, that's easy. You can tune into Jane via Clear Channel's iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, and at bmajor.org. Now back to Jane Wilkins Michael and better than before.
0: Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to the Jane Wilkins Michael Show on iHeartRadio Talk. I'm here with Lori, as always, my fabulous Lori. Now it is my great pleasure to introduce you all to Marcy Bateson. She is the co CEO and chairman of Ruby Rockets, the good for you snack company. And Marcy has had a very Impressive career. Very briefly, because it's very long, I'm going to make this as brief as I can. Prior to Ruby Rockets, for over two decades, she held leadership positions with JP Morgan and its subsidiaries. And I should mention that at the time, JP Morgan Partners was the largest private equity firm in the world with over 25 billion in assets. And Marcy has brought this financial expertise to Ruby Rockets and the company has doubled both its retail presence around the country and its revenue by focusing on a better for you approach to snacking. And they have a line of fruit and vegetable based products that the whole family can enjoy. Actually, the pops are organic, non GMO, no chemical sweeteners or artificial anything. But at the end of the day, nobody's gonna eat them no matter how good they <laughs> how good they are for you, if they taste what my <laughs> granddaughters would say gross. And these are delicious. In fact, I just had the chocolate fudge pop right before we went on the air. Welcome to the show, Marcy. Thank you so much for the chocolate fudge pop and for being with us.
3: Thank you, Jane. Thank you. It's a win win.
0: <laughs> They're really good. <laughs> you know, and they have like vegetables in them too. You cannot taste the vegetables. But I mean they 're in there, so it's like sneaking yeah. in the good stuff
3: well jane you know you you're really saying something that I hear often, and I revel in hearing from all of our consumers around the nation,
1: you know, and um
3: so they they you know we have a we have a little rule at uh, Rockets, which is that uh if we develop project it's got to be delicious, 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 delicious um You know, so I feel, uh, I know that food is love and that when we give delicious and clean, good food to people we love, including ourselves, you know, we're kind of saying, you know, hey, hey, I love you. So, so it's, um, it's a great pleasure. I'm glad you enjoyed them. Um. Um, I'm that you enjoyed them, actually.
0: right? No, very much so. And you know, Marcy, as I was researching this segment, I learned a few things myself, and that is that the snacking business is a $750 billion business and growing, um, and natural snacks are a huge component of this particular industry's future growth. Um, But that being said, a recent survey found that uh, parents may be wary of of many of the current choices. In fact, 80% think most children's snacks are unhealthy and 78% believe snack foods contain too much sugar. But unfortunately, they still give their kids those snacks anyway. And, you know, (laughs) Subway, Pepsi, McDonald's, they're all trying to come up with a more healthy-minded product. Um, Did they succeed? Um, Need I say more? Um, So, (laughs) But but what made you, Marcy, um, what made you go – into this industry, having left the the industry that you did, and what was it about Ruby Rockets that interested you enough um, to make this career change? I, I assume it was more than the pops tasted good, right?
3: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, it's a great it's a great question. Um, you know, we are uh, we are a mission driven company at Ruby Rockets, um, and we actually solve for four bottom lines. You know, yes, to um, make a profit, certainly but also to uh, do something good in contributing to our community, in this case our nation, uh, to do something good for our employees and partners, and to do something good um, for our planet. So we're kind of a certified B Corp, which means we try to solve for those four bottom lines. Um, and that's really that, that mission of trying to um, trying to solve a problem that that we can solve. So I believe that Americans today have a real problem in that there is something that we want and we just can't find it Um, and we want food that tastes delicious and we also want food that is snacks that are portable, snacks that are what we call truly healthy and clean, not just laced with healthy and clean. And we also want, as Americans, something that's affordable. It's, it's a snack, after all. It's not a, yeah. It's not a three-star meal. So you know, the the problem is, is that while the while Americans, we all want this for ourselves, for uh, our children, for our spouses and friends, we can't find it. Big food isn't giving it to us enough options to it. So you know, enter Ruby Rockets, and my interest in Ruby Rockets of of um, trying to and succeeding in giving delicious and clean, real food to all families, all people in our wonderful nation.
0: Right. And so you've that's, succeeded, that's, judging yeah. by that. Judging by the fudge pop that I just date, you have succeeded. Because it was really good. And sometimes I like to have something sweet. Um, and, and that just sort of felt, it, it's like, you know, other than eating like the entire bar of chocolate, even if it's dark chocolate, but this sort of gave you that chocolate taste and, and it, um, but it, it's very low in calories. And I was reading the ingredient box and I'm sure you'll agree that um, I tell everyone, my audience, my readers, my listeners, please read labels. You know, if you can't pronounce it, don't buy it except for quinoa because nobody can pronounce it anyway <laughs> or spell it. Um, <laughs> But you know there's nothing in the box that 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 was at all offensive you know for lack of a, a better word so good good for you that's uh a- thank you'm you for, for, for so glad
3: this. yeah i am so glad that uh, that you you know um feel that way and share that point of you we have a we have a kind of a rule that we' rockets as we develop um new um delicious snacks. And it is, first of all, you know, kind of radically transparent. Um, and with that, there is this, this um, what we carry around all the time, which is all of the ingredients in in our products that are, and all of the ingredients that are obviously shown on the uh, panel must be words that a six-year-old can read and visualize. So, cherries, mangoes, Concord grapes, apples. You can visualize all of that at a you know, very, very young age. Things like isolates, artificial sweeteners, preservatives. Those are words I can't visualize at all. So we've actually had some people sort of suggest do this, do that, add this. And I said <laughs> nope, nope. Uh you know, we're gonna uh, we're having a conversation with our with our consumers nationally about what's what's in the food and the snacks that we eat. And we, um, we're we going to have as transparent and candid a conversation as we possibly can.
0: Oh, well, that's good. You know, we all can expand our knowledge of all this. You know, I was reading, too, according to the President's Council on Fitness, Sports, and Nutrition, a council that I believe you're involved in as well, Americans eat less than the recommended amounts of vegetables and fruit and whole grains, dairy products, oils. You know, as a country, we should know better. Why is this disconnect between our diet and our health?
3: It's a, it's a great, great question. And, um, uh, not wishing to kind of go on anybody, but I, um, I think we, um, we eat and we, what is available to us, what is readily available on the shelf or on the internet. Uh, and you know, the, the, the larger established food companies are not offering
1: clean, real
3: food uh, in the package sections to, to America. They're, they're, they're grounded in the ways of many, many, many years ago, yesterday's conventions. And they're just not offering fast enough um, or completely enough, you know, the clean, real food that, um, and, and I, I, um, <laughs> Another reason that we're working so hard on this at Ruby Rockets is that I believe that if our nation eats cleaner, our nations will be stronger. I mean, at the personal level, I think if you, and and so, and yet we're not able to do that fully because the larger food companies, you know, have, um, you know, have kind of convenienced them way, their way into, um, into, you know, lots of artificial, lots of Ingredients, lots of preservatives, etc. I feel if we can re- reclaim our diet as Americans and get back to to um, clean food, simple food, real ingredients, whole ingredients, fiber, vegetables, etc. For the vitamins, for the for the fiber, um, I think we as a nation will be stronger. I really do.
0: Oh, absolutely. I agree with you a, a million percent. And also, and and I recommend this too to my, I just wrote a, a book called Long Live You and I recommend this in one of the chapters that, you know, what you, you can't eat what you can't see and go through your um, cabinets in your refrigerator and throw out the, the things that you know aren't good for you. I'm, you know, I'm sorry that's the ho-hos and the ding-dongs and the, you know, everything that we know better not to eat, but it's there. And, you know, it's tempting, you know, at 11 o'clock at night, mm, I'd like to have that Rocky Road ice cream. And that's not necessarily the best thing for you, as, as, as you know. So, but the, but the other thing is the television commercials. Kids are brought up much of the time on on television. Um, it's the greatest babysitter. Uh-huh. I never thought I'd say this, but you know, it kind of is <laughs> in a way. <laughs> Saturday cartoons, it's every single sugar. I mean, people are trying to to sort of cut some of the sugar out, but it's still, I mean, the, the sugar is less, but God knows what else they put in there. And, and I know that when my daughter was little, I remember we went shopping and in the supermarket, she was saying, Mommy, Mommy, this, Mommy, that, Mommy, this, Mommy, that. And I turned to her and said, If you say, one more mommy, meaning, you know, if you point to one more junk food and say, one more mommy, uh, we're going right home. And all of a sudden, I got this little tug on my shirt, and I go, excuse me, miss.
3: (laughs) (laughs) she
0: found she found a way around the mommy right excuse me miss um but that you know we're surrounded by that and and i think kids you know it's visual and you see something or you see mcdonald's again we don't want to you know point fingers at any company but hey you know we we see commercials for that and it looks good i mean what's better than a a cheeseburger when you're hungry or, you know, watching a commercial. So how do we supersede that? How do we get around that and and try to convince our children and our families that this stuff isn't really good?
3: I think it's it's a great question. I think there's a couple of thoughts come to mind. Uh, One is is that the the conversation you just described about the, you know, the television and the marketing and the putting the little... Uh, you know, SpongeBob's or whatever on the on the packaging, et cetera, to appeal to the directly to the kids. Um, what we what what we are finding is that our consumers um, are dissatisfied to the point of don't include me with that with the inauthentic- um, the inauthenticity of that conversation. You know, sort of the. The, the big food companies that put, you know, put a picture of a blueberry and pomegranate on the package and stuff like that. And then you turn it around and you think, oh, great, this is, this looks delicious. And gee, pomegranates are good for me. Mm -hmm. Antioxidants, et cetera. And then you turn it around and you see that there's 0.3% blueberry or pomegranate juice. I think what I'm hearing when I speak with our consumers across the nation, is that they they don't want that inauthentic, that saccharine, that uh, conversation with the big um with the big food companies anymore. They want an authentic, real, radically transparent almost conversation with their with their brands. Um so so they're you know, and they're whipping around the box, our boxes, and looking and scrutinizing it, the ingredients. You know, is that I do sampling um, episodes all over the country, and you know, I, you know, I see these our consumers, these young women, walk up and very suspicious of it. You know, if it, if it says it's delicious and it's a popsicle, it's got to be bad for me. And then they scrutinize our label and and they find out that, you know, yeah, we're radically transparent. So, so I think first that, that the consumer is is dissatisfied with that inauth, inauthentic. Conversation on television and packaging, um, and I've had actually, and 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 are really looking for um, these uh, for for products that are delicious and truly healthy. Uh, speaking about your grandchild, I <laughs> one of our um, one of our shareholders, our investors, is uh, a, a grandparent. and Bob, you know, came up to me when he was about to invest. He said, "I cannot thank you enough, Marcy." I said, yes. (laughs) He said, you know, now with Ruby Rockets, I can take a box or two of the fudge or the uh, Rocket Red over to my daughter's house and give them, know that I can give them to my grandson and that my daughter, who is, uh, you know, a food label reader, will let me in the house, (laughs) you know, so she won't bar me from bringing this. My house so i i, yeah, I, so I
0: know completely in fact i have a twin grand they're they're little identical oh. twins and you know it's a grand uh glammy is what they call me it's glammy's privilege to give them kind of what they want i mean um that's just what we do and a lot of the a lot of times they love the in my building there's an ice cream machine and they actually i'm in new york city but they live in bethesda they live in a house so they don't you know, have that sort of thing in their house, basically, not the, you know, Nestle's crunch that you can put in money like a dollar and get a Nestle's crunch. I mean, how great is that for them? But, uh, and then I tend to say, okay, you know, oh, it's 830 in the morning, you want ice cream? Oh, that's not, oh, fine, you know, <laughs>
2: it's, it's fine. <laughs>
0: but now that i have and i just got you know ruby rockets thank you for sending and i again i tried and and now that i have them in the freezer i will give them the ruby rockets because they will get the same satisfaction as the, the fudge and there's orange and mango and and i guess mixed fruit and and they really, for, for me, and I'm very particular about tastes, and it has to taste good because, again, you can, as we said, you can the healthiest food, if it doesn't taste good. Like my husband will never eat kale. He hates the taste. He could starve to death, <laughs> okay. and he will not eat kale. He will not eat it. He's the kale-hating lawyer. That's his nickname. But uh, Ruby Rockets, I will give him some tonight when we have dinner. But, uh, you know, it, it, it tastes good. So I'm going to give them the that's the long way around saying that I'm going to give them the pops instead of the Nestle's Crunch, and I'll let you know.
3: Please, please look forward look forward to it. And, um, but but you I, know, think, the, I think they'll like it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, most, you know, practically everybody that I talk to uh, does, and um, so, so absolutely. The other thing is, is that it's, you know, some people have called uh, clean food, uh you know a sort of a um a treat or a delight that you don 't have to feel guilty about, and I think that's good, um, but you know it's kind of a it 's a higher bar, but it 's not a high enough bar and if you can If we can give our friends and consumers food that is not only you don 't feel guilty about but it actually strengthens us in some ways. Um, with vitamins or fiber, then then that's the bar we'd like to. That's the bar we'd like to hit. That's those are products we'd like to to give to our nation.
0: All right, and you're and you're and you're and you're starting to give them to us, and we thank you for that. Um, Marcy, on a on a personal note, uh, talking about about you, um, your schedule. I tell you, I was reading your not only your accomplishments but your schedule, and I'm exhausted. Just reading it. I have to tell you, <laughs> it's like, wow. Um, and, and I love the expression. If you want to get something done, you ask a busy person, but you know, on the other hand, that being said, many of us whose lives are that busy, um, we do rely on, I mean, not, I don't, but a lot of people do, you know, the drive-through, the, the, the drive-through dinners, the convenient options, as we just mentioned. And that again, that's the fat, the sugar, the calories and, and no fiber, and no nutrients. And, and true confessions, um, my husband about two months ago had a, a heart attack. That's a whole different show. But before that, he knew every single Cinnabon stop on I-95 from New York City to D.C. And if you didn't let him stop, he kind of pouted and drove like 300 miles an hour until he said, okay, please, you know, I value my life. Let's go have a Cinnabon. <laughs> but he said he's listening. He listens to the show. He doesn't like me to talk about him. But he's very, very good now. No more Cinnabons. However, I, you know, how do you manage with your busy schedule to keep on a good um, lifestyle program?
3: Okay. So it's, a, it's a great question. Uh, and I think that um, we all, we really all try to, to do this. I, I really believe that it is mainstream America right now that is trying to live a clean life, a healthy life, a vibrant, active life, active life. Um and you know, I and we we all strive to do it and we all do it as well as we can and we don't always you know, I try to get to the gym five days a week and I get there two or three. I you know. <laughs> so I think you you know, you do the best you can. But the um the other thing that um that I that I try to do is is um you know, is to is to buy um, my food, um, kind of in two different ways. One, you know, I, first of all, I, I think that, you know, I try to buy food that is portable, that is mobile, that I can, you know, take, you know, I can take uh, with me out on my way to work on the subway or, or whatever I can pull out of my bag right after, uh, the gym or at four o'clock in the afternoon. So I, I do think that, you know, buying good things, uh, good foods that are portable I can carry around uh, it helps me and I think uh, you know Americans are now eating more than fifty percent fifty two percent something um, of their food as snacks not as you know three course you know three meals a day three square meals a day so I think portability uh, has helped me an, an awful an awful lot and I also um, think that we will see Jane. A um, continued maybe growth and, and maybe an explosion in buying food online. Um, you know, and you know the the people, you know, all of us. You know, I come home and I will go online and buy my pet food um, and just have it. You know, when I have time and have it be convenient. And the same thing is true for lots and lots of uh, of staples in our in our house. And then I have some time to go buy the. The fresh salmon or the fresh produce and vegetables. So, I think we will see um, America needing convenience and the online shopping for food and beverage. For food and beverage, being um, being one of the components of, of the way we, we do that.
0: Yeah, I mean, you said it's true. In New York City, there's a a boom on on ordering online. In fact, there's a a company called Fresh Direct that delivers. And Mm -hmm. if I might digress for a minute, Fresh Direct, if you don't stop having those trucks that make noises, I'm going to report you. (laughs) I'm going to do something horrible.
2: (laughs) 6 a.m. on a Sunday, your trucks are making noises
0: under my, you know, in front of the building. It's making me crazy. Sorry. I, I didn't mean to say that (laughs) I I didn't mean to have this outburst and now I have to go have an orange pop (laughs) it's just calm
3: down. I know exactly what you mean
0: people are are ordering online which is really much more convenient it's hard to go shopping every day I mean you know we used to live in Europe and the whole thing is you go shopping every day because it's fresh and when I came back here you know going shopping every day if you're busy it's harder and and it's it's difficult to find the time to go out and do it. So online uh, is, is easier except for Fresh Direct.
3: Yeah, Yeah. I, I lived in Europe in Brussels as well. and um, But there I think going shopping every day, yes, we had more time. It's a different lifestyle. Um, but I think also the shopping, uh, when you do go shopping, um, many people are looking for uh, an experience, an adventure, some drama, some entertainment. You get it all. Um, so, you know. go to whole so, so, get it all. Yeah, yeah. you know. But um, I think that's that's. I think it's interesting to see what happens. You know, some of the stores are now putting so many kind of lifestyle things into the stores. You know, so you can go to a store and you know do your. Uh, you know, shopping and you can, you know, you can, you know, go to another section and have a cafe or, you know, you can go to another section and actually get a manicure now or um, some of those things. So so I think, you know, hopefully this um, this trend of, of, you know, enjoyable shopping, not kind of,
2: oh, my God, I've
3: got to get through all the aisles of the grocery store, will continue.
2: It will, and of I, course... I, no, I, 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 I do, I, I just
0: want to mention that, that you can have the pops. They don't have to just be a sweet treat. They can be like anytime, right? They're not just desserts.
3: Your pops. Boy, you are my woman, Jane. You are my woman. <laughs> um, <laughs> by all means, yeah. So we. I was um, just
0: thinking of having it now after my outburst. I thought, well, it's not really dessert, but it could be like a little meal snack, right? It's a snack. It is a snack.
3: It, absolutely. You know, I have a 25-year-old uh, daughter and she and her friends from living with us for a bit. And uh, they would come over on Sunday evening and watch Game of Thrones with my husband really. And those girls sat there and would eat three of them, um, as their dinner, dinner, whatever. And absolutely right. They knew that at three or four, even they were under a hundred calories all in. And that was a great license, you know, license for them. Um, that, that was one of the early indications, Jane, of, of, um, of our
1: my our
3: learning our realization that um these our pops are not just for kids at all they're really for and in fact most of people who eat them over 60 percent are are women age 20 to 65 plus um you know for a you know for a couple of them for a you know a a treat or a um, you know kind of a meal after dinner. They have 100 calories. They can have a glass of wine if they want. Um, oh, wine or and a pop. People- Ooh, I like that. That's a good idea. <laughs> people throw them in the blender. The pops in the blender, and make a uh, make a daiquiri or something or. You know, oh, even better.
0: The- now you're hitting all the good points here. <laughs> you had to wait to the end and really hit us with all the good points. Okay. Now I know what to do with them. Now there's going to be none left for my husband. We're just going to eat daiquiris. Um, now, Marcy, just in the uh, last two minutes that we have, I could talk to you forever. You have to come back and we'll talk about everything with, that we haven't uh, spoken about. Um it, it, we mentioned briefly uh, you mentioned briefly about there 's so much choice out there now, which it is i mean Whole foods didn 't exist years ago health food stores and, and and good for you stores were kind of disgusting, dirty, filthy little places that you know that were not you, you wouldn't want to eat there and you had to be a special kind of person to eat eat there, and you know now whole Foods is people go there. I mean, it's, it's very mainstream, as you know. So give us, if you would, very briefly, how do we begin to sort of sort through all the confusion of what's out there to start on a, on a diet that I say, and my book says, is better, that leaves you looking and feeling better than before?
3: Mm-hmm. It's, it's, that's, that's a great question. Um, first thing I do I, I, you know, I read the ingredients of everything I'm buying, and if there's something that I don't understand, then I just, I just don't buy it. I, you know, I I really want that. I think is is one thing. I think also um, that um, consumers want some help in kind of curating their selections. So we are seeing um, in large retailers and. You know, the the retailers, with my, my friend who owns six key foods here in New York, including one down at Park Slope, um, he has an entire section of his store that is dedicated to gluten-free. He has another section that is dedicated to non-GMO. So you actually might go into his store and see our pops both in the Freezer section, the mainstream freezer section, and you would see them also in the non uh, in the non-GMO and it's gluten-free as well. You've seen three times. Central Market kind of pioneered this um, down in uh, down in, in uh, Texas and Dallas Fort Worth area. So I think that the retailers are helping us uh, to to, you know, curate a little bit some of this right. overwhelming. And some
0: of, the, uh, and some of the confusion. I know we have a key foods here, and I, I do go They've A lot of the markets, uh, to your point, now have a lot of, um, even the big ones have organic sections, and then they have um, gluten-free, and I have to um, ask them if they don't have it in these key foods because I always ask them to order my, my string bean, my organic string beans. I'm going to add the the Ruby Rocket to the list. And unfortunately, Marcy, we are out of time. So I would love you to just tell our listeners where they can find Ruby Rocket and then you can come back and we'll discuss everything we
3: didn't talk about. <laughs> Thanks, Jane. Sure. We are um, Ruby Rockets are, we're actually in over 2800 almost 3000 stores across the nations, everything from Whole Foods to Safeway, to Key Foods, to the independent markets all over the country and um, also you know we put um, energy and muscle behind keeping our store locator on our website up to date and current so you can always go and onto our website rubyrackets.com and look at our store locator and see where we are through through you and then the last thing I would say is that we are we are already and going more aggressively into um, into online um, distribution directly to the, to our consumers because they they want it.
1: So we are
3: in some of the online retailers like Amazon Fresh and and um, Thrive Market. We are also online available for our own website. So.
0: Right. a Fresh Direct, you will redeem yourself if you sell Ruby Rocket in your store. That's all I have to say. Then you can make all the noise you want. (laughs) Okay. Everyone, (laughs) that's our show. Thank you again, Marcy, for being with us. And thank you, Lori, as always. I love you. And thank you all for listening. This is Jane Wilkins, Michael. I will see you next week. Until then, be wise, be well, be better than before.
1: Have a question for Jane and want to be on the next Better Than Before show?